Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. Yeah, you know, Baka! 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 Baka. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a mini-sode of Baka Baka Baka. What is a mini-sode of Baka Baka Baka? Well, normally we watch an anime and we talk about it like we're doing a review of a book club. But today we just talk about whatever we want. But this is kind of specific. We are talking about the very final episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Our, our last episode, we covered the first 13 episodes. And I told my co-host, hey, just go watch the final episode. They said, we won't have context. I said, that won't help you anyway. Just watch it. <laughs> so they did that. And I did that. And we're going to... Talk about it. Talk a little bit about why it's so what it is. But before I do that, we need to introduce our co-host. First off, we have the guy to my free, Jeremy. Free? I'm guessing you saw free guy? Yeah, it was all right. How are you, Jeremy? Okay. <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, so I saw Spider-Man. And that was pretty cool. Um, I actually really enjoyed the. Oh, it's a bad pick, isn't it? Because I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Jason, have you seen it yet? I have not. Uh, but okay. Troy actually already prodded me a little bit about what's common knowledge out on the internet about this movie for people who haven't L- seen it. Literally, that's an important question because uh, having gone into it spoiler free. I was like, I don't know what's common knowledge, and there is some stuff that's yeah. common knowledge, but I don't, I don't think we should spoil it here. I think you you can't. Yeah. I just don't think we that's can until enough. it's on video, like home video. Yeah. Okay, so it was great. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I really can't think of anything else. I know I've watched other stuff, but I can't think of anything else. So that's my week. All right. Uh, on the other hand, we have the lantern to my green, Jason. Oh, hey, at least it's not Hawkeye. Um, Ooh, I know. You know what? No, no, shots no. fired. No, no. You can't say Hawkeye's bad till you watch Hawkeye. You you can't. You have to watch it and be like, no, this was crap, Troy. Here's okay. why. You're just you're just, you're just okay. spitting into the wind right now. <laughs> so I, I actually need to apologize a little bit, and the only reason is is. I had, you know, YouTube feeds you all sorts of crap. And of course, there's tons of spoilers on Hawkeye. So I don't, I, I haven't seen the series, so I haven't watched it. But there's one that caught my eye that I had to watch. And oh. it's the, who's Natasha's partner in the. It's the new Black Widow. Black, okay. Um, his fight with her and their conversation, which I won't go into, uh, were deems the storytelling part of Hawkeye for me like that makes me want to watch it because that just it it connected me back to the other movies and like (laughs) (laughs) what like you haven't even watched Hawkeye like we still need to get to the part of like what you've done and watched and stuff and you're just we're just on a tangent about Hawkeye now (laughs) only reason is because I haven't done much besides play League of Legends and uh, the yeah, new um, uh, new expansion Tactics. Path of Exiles coming out soon. They released a teaser, 
Hey, yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> it was twenty seconds long. It was just a squid monster. So, but it did say Siege of the Atlas, which I've got all sorts of theories for. But Troy doesn't want to hear them. So, we'll have to make another mini so just on Path of Exile theories. <laughs> and how cool could, they'd be as anime. I could be moderator. <laughs> yeah. And my name's Troy. Um. I've only watched the first episode, but because and it just started with just the first three episodes out. But I watched the first episode of Peacekeeper, and I really loved Suicide Squad, the new one. Um, mm-hmm. And and so they they gave Peacekeeper his own television series. Even so though I can't, what happens to him happens to him. Yep, it's, it's addressed right away. And, and oh, okay. In the end credit scene, it shows that he's yeah still around. So it's not even. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. You should yeah. watch past credits when you watch comic book movies. It's pretty much standard at this point. <laughs> Just so well, you know. I, I haven't seen that movie. So. Oh. oh but you know what happens to him at the end of the movie? <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I see a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think YouTube's feeding you crap so much as you're asking YouTube to give you crap. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, that's not 100% true. Probably 60-40. But anyways. Okay, yes. Anyway. Uh, only seen one episode, so I can't really say like the series was great or anything. I do want to say, you know, John Cena is a huge guy and very similar to The Rock, right? Like you know, they're both huge, muscly dudes. And, but John Cena, the way he's vulnerable, there's a scene where for like ten minutes he's in whitey tighties just standing around, like dancing and and some fighting. And I, no matter how good my body looked, and he's a big buff dude, I. That's so exposed. <laughs> like I felt so. <laughs> he was and in the WWE just, for like, how many years? Of yeah, course, this is wrestling gear, right? Right. That's I, I, true. It's just he also like he'll he'll ugly cry on screen. He'll do stuff that I feel like the the Rock's like I, I had to look cool at all times because I'm the Rock, and and Cena just seems to be willing to be the butt of the joke, um, and really love and is having fun playing the character that really came through in the first episode. The opening credit scene gives oh, every anime opening its its run and should never be skipped. And it's it's so it's classic James Gunn stuff. It's it's doing what Guardians of the Galaxy did for seventies rock for eighties hair metal bands. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm having a lot of fun with that first episode. I'm looking forward to the rest. All right, let's sweet. We have stuff to talk about, kind of. Yeah, I'm not even sure how we're gonna. This is a very weird mini sub. So we watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, the first 13 episodes. Yeah. I've yeah. seen all of it, yeah. plus End of Evangelion and yeah. some of the new movies. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy, you've seen <laughs> Jeremy. you've seen stuff. You've read You're stuff. So Jason <laughs> has only seen the first three. Now we have to talk about this final episode and how they ended the series. You guys have almost no context. So how would you describe what you saw? We'll start there. I, it, a lack of budget. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was an exploration into uh, soft solipsism and the fabric of reality and like our tools and way of discovering the nature of reality. Is really what I got out of it. And also, 
connections and the connections with other beings that that facilitates. Um, if you don't know what hardened soft solipsism is, brain in a jar. How how can you tell that you're in reality, and how can you confirm it with other people? Um, and so I really love that they played with that idea, and also for someone so young to trying to vocalize that's what he's struggling with um it is is really interesting yeah yeah the first thing that i thought was um what what happened um <laughs> what in the world happened from those beautiful gorgeous scenes at the beginning of like you pointed out in the episode jason him one of the angels stopping a, a ballistic you know like an icbm missile and having the thing just get shredded by its by the angel's fingers, you know, and then exploding. It is so much great animation, so pretty, so much energy put into it. And now we have uh, sketches uh, that look like they're... Yeah, exactly. It, end, it all ends with that. But we have these sketches that look like they're still, like, on the storyboard, uh, incomplete. And um, And so to me, it came off very much as, like, they went in a completely like left hard left turn to do something that they weren't doing with the show. Yeah. They were creating complex characters that were maybe bringing into question things about how Mecca and pilots and, you know, tropes in anime at the time, maybe they were bringing those things into it and they were making something that was fully fleshed and, and, and complex but they weren't doing this <laughs> this is not what was happening in the first half and i don't think that it really veers super hard in this direction throughout most of the rest i don't know yet but i don't think it does up mm -hmm. into so it's not, i i kind of misremember so i think in 25 it starts doing <laughs> this and then 26 is like when it goes all in on mm -hmm. the the internal um but yeah, until that point, eh, not really. <laughs> yeah, see, and that's what's so strange to me. Um, but during this part, I did appreciate that there was, like you were saying, Jason, this sort of um, question of identity and reality. And I, I loved the imagery that it used when it was saying, you know, you you create this world. And what is it without rules? You know? <laughs> Without rules, is it even a world? Like, are you even in existence? Can you make any decisions? And he's afraid to make decisions, to make any of the rules. And just the way that they mapped that out step by step visually was pretty cool. I liked that. And it fit the way that they, you know, used their limited art budget. And I did look after seeing this and I was like, okay, this had to be a budget issue. Because you don't change this drastically for any other reason. Um, and, and it, it did turn out to be a, a pretty big budget issue was at least a very, very large influence in this, if not wholly. Um, it, but, it's not wholly, but it is a factor, even though I've heard, yeah. I've also heard some people dispute it and say that was, those are rumors that went too hard. But like you said, there were, there were artists on there who said, you know, you know we, yeah. we lost budget. so, um, I think yeah. budget is a factor at least. Yeah. And, and so for that, I actually am really impressed because. If you do get a budget cut and you still have to finish things and things are hectic, to be able to 
like pivot <laughs> in that way and produce something that makes this big of a philosophical um or at least tries to take such a big philosophical scoop right <laughs> like you're not just trying to you know bounce off the surface and finish it you you're trying to like dive into this complex idea that even today, we don't have an answer for it. People can't answer this question. Like, you can't prove you're in reality. Mm. There's all kinds of ways that you can discuss it and arguments you can make, but you can't prove it. It's not possible. Um, and so to pick that as what you're going to do with your limited budget, that's that's some balls, man. <laughs> that's That's impressive. And I was actually impressed with the way they did it, even though at times it was like, it almost struck me as like a sort of interpretive dance or like reading poetry at the local jazz club. Kind of thing. <laughs> you know? But, but I, I don't know. It was really interesting. So I, I remember the first time I saw this and being like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so we're building up to this big epic finale. And then this happened. And I w it was like, I was staying up really late to watch these the first time I watched it was like middle of the night. So I, I, I couldn't even like turn to anyone and be like, what, what, what did you just see? I was all alone in the dark and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Uh, <laughs> later found out about end of Evangelion, figured out Good. where Galleon. Yeah. Okay. That's why you're <laughs> doing that. Yeah. It's been a week, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I I understand now in the once there's context and figuring out where this happens in the story and it does kind of try to say it in the beginning of this it's like hey we can't show you what's happening so we're just going to show you Shinji's version of what's happening yeah. okay that makes sense uh, finding out about the budget stuff finding out about um, Hideaki Anno's depression which you know again well documented at this point that Evangelion was his his working through his depression and i watched this again today before we recorded for the first time in a long time and it hit me completely different and a matter of fact i got emotional watching it i got i i felt emotion because i heard a man talking about his own self-worth and trying to come to terms with it and when so when shinji is is having this internal this almost thing is an internal discussion with the characters but it's really just shinji talking to himself but he's hearing all the characters voices uh, saying if i'm not just a pilot or if i'm not a pilot then i don't have a purpose and i hear a guy saying if i'm not making an anime then what am what am i you know if i don't have this job and provide for my family what, what do i do I, adapt it to whatever you will that hit me that that's a thought that that goes through people's minds um yeah it, it listening to a guy basically work through his therapy <laughs> is is what happens and that is something beautiful but if if end of evangelion didn't exist i think i'd tear my hair out <laughs> like thank goodness that movie exists and gives it context and finishes the story and and gives this new value now I like it. At the time, man, it it almost wrecked me. <laughs> it was rough. Um, one of my favorite parts in this is the one that Jeremy just mentioned. Is It's this almost stick figure sketch of Shinji kind of floating in this white void. It looks like a white sheet of paper and him just floating. And yeah, asking questions like, 
is this your reality that you're creating? And then if there are no rules, it's absolute freedom. But what can you do with absolute freedom? Um, and then, you know, they, they draw a line and he has gravity. And he's like, okay, now there's some rules. You lost a little bit of freedom, but here's some security and some, uh, you know, some rules that you can now uh, adapt with and be able to do things. Because without, without some sort of structure, you, there's there's nothing to do um and so i found i found that a very interesting way to go like you know i can confirm with others that they see me and i see them and that we have this reality together now do i have worth in this reality and like you said like is it because i'm a pilot is it because of uh, who my dad is um just kind of working through that was uh was interesting i i don't know how much it added to the story that i saw for the first 13 episodes yeah i think it's a great way to explore and and discover these concepts and ideas and talk about them i'm just not sure how that helps me relate to big monsters fighting big mechs well, you got to remember the central theme of Evangelion is the the hedgehog's dilemma, and they even bring that up this up in here. Do you yeah. want to be alone? No. Do you want to feel pain? No. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one or the other, man. <laughs> and and having to grapple with that, and I think again that that leads into what happens in in the story. It does it does connect to the story. It really does. At the time I watched it, I, I couldn't tell you how. <laughs> I I think it, from what I read, I think it connects more and more with each iteration of the story that he's telling. Because it always seems to anchor back to explaining these two episodes, what I was reading. Like, that's yeah. the objective every time that he releases something new in Evangelion. is like, how do I clarify what this was all about? How do I reframe it? How do I make sense of this for people so they can understand it better? I I do like that because, like you said, there there I do think they're agree about the budget stuff, but there is also a lot of intent. It wasn't just look, we we got to put something. Just have them talk gibberish. Right. I, I think there is a man <laughs> pouring a lot of thought and heart into this, even if I'm now looking at a Rubik's cube and being like, I I don't what to do with this <laughs> yeah I, I i thought we were going to talk about colors and now everything's all mixed up and please fix it for me mm -hmm. no and i agree with you there i just think that if you wind up having to have a limited palette mm -hmm. to still pick something that's this deep and complex to discuss instead of bailing and just being like all right uh let's not go with some kind of you know interesting philosophical discussion let's just go with you know fan service or let's just go with um you know some kind of battle that's just really cheaply made where the animation drops we see a lot of anime where when they do get a lower budget or they have to produce things really fast or in some other way it's not you know uh their standard methodology of production they, the quality drops really bad in the episodes that they do that even if it happens to be the last episodes um but they didn't they did not choose to take the easy route or just stay in the rut of, you know, we're going exactly where the trajectory was with these other ones. They, they actually gave it some thought in what they could do. And, and that's really cool. 
There was one scene in this that cracked me up because I swear it's straight out of Project Echo. Um, I don't know. Did you guys watch Project Echo back uh, in the 90s? It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So uh, there's the scene where like uh, Ray is running out of the house and she's running toward the class and she's got like a piece of toast in her mouth and she like runs into him on the on the street corner. And I was getting such deja vu because I was like, I swear I remember that. Like that exact sequence comes straight out of Echo. And maybe I'm just remembering wrong. But uh, if that is what they did, I think that was a pretty cool call out too. Um, but just the, the weirdness in his head that he created like this alternate reality to try and sample what this would be like. And say, hey, is, do I prefer the other reality that I'm in? Are all realities like I can just make an option? I can just pick whatever reality I want to be in. Um, which does that play into anything? Uh, so I don't know. It's it's very interesting. So I don't know. I'm I'm happy that they did it because there's more to flesh it out and because there's more information. But like you said, back at back at the time of yeah, not not cool. <laughs> I I did love that scene. That whole alternate reality because not only does ray get to emote uh, mm-hmm. but i love the i love the sequence with his dad behind the newspaper and he can't see his dad's face because the dad of his dream reality and his real dad <laughs> <laughs> don't equate to each other and so he just kept him behind the newspaper the whole thing oh i love that yep um I get one one anime that kept popping in my head thinking about the issues and and how this messed up was Wonder Egg Priority. One of the problems we had with that was how mm. it ended and it clearly went through production issues. So, what what do you think? And it's a little bit hard because you guys did, again didn't go into this with the proper natural order of episodes and we, we jumped to it. But what do you guys think is your preference? Someone who at least tries to stay the same but it clearly veered off due to issues or you know what? I'm just going to get my thesis down on the, the page and hope people <laughs> connect to it. Um, you know, as cool of an exploration into these ideas that this was, I don't feel it. And again, maybe it's because I'm not I haven't watched the rest of it. I haven't watched the rest of the season. I didn't feel it added anything to the story I was watching. Like, I could have seen that episode without seeing any of Evangelion. And because I'm a bit of a philosophy nerd, I would have got nearly everything that it was talking about. Mm. Um, but when I see a poor and poorly animated continuation of the story and they at least wrap up some of these ideas uh, or in story threads and, um, you know, maybe the animation's not as great, but at least I got to see the final battle. I kind of prefer that. Something that adds to the story I'm already seeing. Mm. Mm. That makes sense to me, but I actually find that I'm more pleased with Evangelion. Like, logically, what you said makes sense to me. But when I compare the two in my mind... I am more entertained by what Evangelion did than I am oh. with what Wonder Egg Priority did. 100%, I agree with you. I'm just trying to... it, it Not just Wonder Egg, but like every other anime. Like, if I were to take it as a rule, 
that's the way I would do it. But like I said, I could have taken 26 and just enjoyed it as a piece of material all on its own. I'm not sure yeah. most people could. Well, I wonder how much that you would lose if you did that, though, because you wouldn't understand that he was creating a new reality because you wouldn't have seen the other one. So there are things that uh, no, wouldn't uh, have... everything's pretty explicit as far as the ideas that they're talking about. I wouldn't know who any of the characters are. Right. Right. And That's I wouldn't I mean, have an yeah. emotional attachment to any of these characters either. But the mm -hmm. ideas that they were putting forward, multiple realities, uh, solipsism, identity, all that stuff, that, that's a self-contained package, in my opinion. All right. And final question. Is your identity what people see or is identity what you feel? In other words, That's do a you, great question. Do you need other so, people to to establish an identity? Do you need to be perceived to exist? <laughs> Troy, are, are we trying to wrap this episode up or are we looking for another hour-long discussion? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure there's enough content to put out a mini -sode. Fair enough. Let's see, we, we could talk about Path of Exile, I guess. <laughs> well, anyway, so the squid monster... <laughs> Or does the squid um, monster well, exist because you perceive them? <laughs> are, are you talking about in the context of the show or what I believe? Ooh, um, I guess it would be your belief because because the show is itself just a thesis, not a this is how reality is. But it, I think it's more asking the question than picking a, a side. So you that's fair. That. Um, yeah, it, identity and for me, I. I don't think it's a such a dichotomy of a. Oh yeah, I I, I should. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's such a binary choice. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that can address how we think about ourselves, um, because there's some people that are able to make the world around them believe one identity, but then internally we have a completely different identity, and then the way we feel might be a different reality or different identity. So I think it's a little more complex than just how we feel or what people or like people's input. And I think it depends on your personality. Like, are you a strong willed person or are you a, a Shinji? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, in the context of the show, like Asuka, she's her own identity. She's her own person. No one's going to change her. Um. But Shinji is very dependent on what people think about him. All right, Jeremy, your thoughts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I actually, I agree with almost everything Jason says, except about Asuka. Um, <laughs> Asuka. Asuka. I can do it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Got <you> him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, I agree with all that in, in the sense that, like, it's more com it's more complex than something that you can really get an answer to, even either from this anime or even from our own discussions. Because when you look at Asuka, yeah, sure, she has what she believes is her own identity and her own value, but she has to come face to face with people proving her belief wrong, and she has to accept it. And it pisses her off, but she does accept it. She even vocalizes that, yeah, okay, fine, I get it, I'm gonna do it, right during the dance sequence thing. So. Even in that situation, 
with as strong and willful personality as she had, she can't enforce her identity onto the world around her and make everybody else believe that, you know, that she is exactly what she wants to be. She may want to be it and she may want to work really hard to get there, but that doesn't mean that she can convince people if it's not true. Um, but then at the same time, if the world isn't real, then maybe that's just a facet of you that's convincing yourself that you're not what you think you are because you want to be this, but there's these personal barriers that are stopping you from getting there and that's manifesting as these other people, right? So like no matter what you do, if you break it down and you and you you keep digging deeper, you can kind of go nihilistically with this and be like, there is no answer, period. And that's kind of what I like. I don't know. I find myself leaning toward. I don't like it because I don't like going the nihilistic route. Um, I kind of think it's a cop out because you're avoiding any possible answer. But for some reason, I'm leaning toward it in this because I don't see how you could actually ever have a true answer of either it is imposed upon you or it is self-imposed because you can't force either. There's no way to actually complete that simulation. Exactly right. You can't prove you're not. <laughs> if we're in it's a simulation, simulation. It's already programmed. That's right. Simu simulate. I mean, someone's been watching the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> simulate uh, copy. Uh, I'll make my answer a little quicker. It's just that I would okay. like to believe that myself is the person that I perceive and believe myself to be. But mm. when I'm gone, when I die, that perception disappears and all my identity of self is now completely reliant on the outside perception of others. So probably it's the second one. It's, you know, the Troy that will live on is only what the other people saw. So even if inside I'm the most evil person in the world, but I spent all my time <laughs> helping people, being kind, uh, sharing and being good, and the, it the whole time. The Troy that will <laughs> go on uh, beyond me, my mortal life, is a good person, right? So mm -hmm. wouldn't that mean I was a good person? So I do think it's probably more external than internal, but I don't like that answer. I'd like to believe I am the me <laughs> that I feel I am inside. But uh, it's fun to think about, isn't it? It is. Okay. Like that. That's a great end to our mini-sode. <laughs> if you would like to <laughs> philosophize on reality, make sure you've seen all the Matrix movies first. No, I'm kidding. Um, they don't make sure you subscribe to the channel. I'm just trying to up the ticket sales. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to. <laughs> be nice. All right. Our next anime, the one we're going to be talking about next week, is Trigun, first 12 episodes. So we hope you listen into that. If you do have thoughts on the ending of neon genesis evangelion not the end of evangelion the movie <laughs> but the ending of the anime series we would love to hear your thoughts or if you want to get philosophical with us clearly we are out of our depth but still enjoy it anyway so feel free to reach out to us on our twitter at baka podcast our website the anime club.com or wherever you found this podcast and we will get back to you we are running late from uh, last week so we need to say goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Let's move that. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. That is, yep, perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh, guys. Sorry we ran so late, but thank you. That's yeah. okay. Well, that was great. All right. All right. Bye, we'll guys. see you guys.